Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's caught the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The <laughs> so what are we are we waiting on? I was waiting on you. I said I was ready. What yeah. yeah. I said I was ready. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said hold on. A second. I thought that's, that's what I thought you said. Oh, hold shit. on. No, I was waiting we, for that, you guys. No, that's why I was like looking. Up I think stats and I think stuff. Tim said, "Are you ready?" And I thought you said, "Hold on a sec." Yeah. I said, "I thought I said yeah." Oh, no, shit. You, yeah, so we're. That's why I was looking at you guys like, oh, I like, like, I, I'm ready going? to go, man. I'm, I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Uh, okay. I'm already recording. This is great. All right, so, uh, bring it in your oh, mind. this is funny. All right, well, you'll know when I start when the music starts going.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flush, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flush. Hey there. It's a packed house. Tim's hey. running the board. Oh, it's good to have Tim back again. Tim, the amazing engineer. And it's good to have it's good to have you back, man. Last I, week I, was hard as shit. Oh, man. I tell you, I missed out. I buddy, I thought you have done a magnificent solo job. You really did. And you didn't listen to it, did you? I did. Did you really? Uh Uh-huh. I did. It was, uh, let me tell you, it's hard to have a conversation with yourself and also try to keep it entertaining and informative for others, and uh, it was tough. I believe that. (laughs) I have a lot more respect for people who do podcasts by themselves and or radio shows by themselves. Yeah, I get they have a producer in their ear. But no one to bounce questions and ideas off of and to feed off of, man. It's like solitary confinement for podcasts. It's bad, dude. It's bad. Speaking of bad. Oh, yeah. We are now officially five and four. Um, I'm just going to say what's on everyone's mind. We, again... But this is no surprise. We are pissing away a great defense like the Bears continually do. Year after year after year. I honestly don't have very many positives of things positive things to say about this game. Other than again, we always start on the defense. There's no real flaws on the defense. I mean I guess I, I, I guess I phrased that wrong earlier. I, I do have a lot of positive things to say, but the positive's always on the one side and the negative's always on the other side. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, the defense continues to be the bright spot. Roquan especially has just... He must be listening. He must be, because he stepped up his game immensely. Yeah, Curtis uh, gave us the firepower, so... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, but... No, he gave us the fire power to light. He gave us the wood to light the fire. Fire under uh, Roquan Smith's ass. I, I know. can't. I can't talk tonight because I'm used to talking to myself. And now that you're here, I'm 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 thrown off, but in a good way. So sorry. <laughs> Continue. Right. Jeez. So so, I mean, all every single bear fan is really thinking, where do we go from here, man? I mean, this team. Well, Once let, again, let, I want to bring up I want to bring up the pig with lipstick, man. Because hold, I, hold on, though. Before we get to all the negative, yeah. I do still want to touch on a lot of the positive. Okay, now, all right. Before the game, I told you, and you looked me dead in the eye, and you didn't believe me. I said when a team is so one-dimensional as Tennessee, even though we have been struggling this year to stuff the run, I said we, I, I called it. I said we're going to stuff Derrick Henry. I, I, he's... When they just, if that's all they're going to do, Ryan Tannehill, and let me get this very clear to people Ryan Tannehill is who we thought he was. Okay. We all knew it. I don't know why everyone thinks he's fantastic. He makes a couple deep throws. He was held to 10. See, here's what kills me, Dad. He was held to 10 completions in the game. Derrick Henry had 64 yards. And all everyone talks about is how bad we are. That's how bad our offense sucks. 
That's a hell of a performance by the defense, who, by the way, the offense gave away a touchdown. Yeah. The defense didn't I, even have a chance to I, defend you, that. You're right. I thought Derrick Henry was just going to run the ball down our throats all game long. And surprisingly, we stopped him pretty consistently. I think he had one or two good runs uh, during the game. My frustration is not with the defense, and I know we'll get to the offense here soon enough. I'm surprised our defense still has the motivation to go out there and play great football because at some point in time, that defensive group has got to be looking over at the other side of the ball and say, come on, man, give us a little help here, right? Just a little bit of help? When you go three quarters without scoring a point, it is really, really tough on the defensive side of the ball. It, it really is. It, 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 it's hard. It's demeaning. Yeah. I mean, and we have so much talent. It's going to be, I don't know where we go. We, we'll get into that later on, on all that stuff and where to go from there and so forth and so forth. Um, I, I, I'm a little distracted right now and I apologize. Hold on. I found it. Tim, am I still connected to this thing? I don't think I am. I put the, I put the Bluetooth on. Is it on? It is on and it is now discoverable. So we're good? Go to your settings and just connect to it. All right. Sorry, folks. But I have to play this, um... I I can't hold this back. Dan Orlowski, I mean, I, I I have to play this for everyone. We have been saying this since day one about Matt Nagy. Well, not day one, but we've been saying it for a very, very long time. And the fact that it's just now being brought up is just baffling to me. And I don't... Have you heard Dan Orlowski's no, take on I, Matt Nagy? I'm, I'm sitting here... In great anticipation. Let's let's hear it. Here we go. It's very important for everyone to understand. There's a big difference between being a coach and being a teacher. A coach that cannot teach is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to build relationships with their players is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to communicate with their players is a failure. A coach that cannot adapt or change their scheme to the type of talent that they have is a failure. And right now, Matt Nagy in Chicago is a, a failure. Here. He can't do any of that stuff in Chicago. Stop. This is the offense that you wanted to run. This is the offense that you wanted to run from Kansas City. It's not working. You don't know how to adjust to the talent yeah. that you have. I said it all the time on Chicago radio last year. Fit your offense to Mitchell Trubisky. Well, you didn't want to. So you went and got Nick Foles. And now you don't have an offense that will work for Nick Foles. This is like a marriage. When you try to change your spouse to exactly what you want, it's going to end up bad. And you're trying to change all your players to exactly what you want because it's the only thing that you know in Chicago. And now this is headed for a divorce. Matt Nagy, as a coach in the NFL, is a failure because he can't teach. Wow. That is so on target. It is scary. And and real quick, that was courtesy of Dan Orlowski's Twitter feed. Dan Orlowski's Twitter feed. So to sum it up, basically Orlowski said, 
if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, yeah, uh, that was harsh, what he played. Uh Uh-huh. I don't, we have the talent on offense, and we have been saying this the whole time. Uh, That Just real quick, I know we're flip-flopping here. To wrap up the defense real quick, we played outstanding. Uh, Jalen Johnson, again, playing good. Kyle Fuller, everyone. Except Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn, again, continues to be the biggest disappointment ever. I almost wish we had Floyd. Actually, I do wish we had Floyd back because it would have been cheaper and we could have got trade value. Okay, sorry. Back to this. What he's saying there is so perfect because I'm hearing cries now for Trubisky, um, which people don't understand. Mitch Trubisky was injured, so there's no way Mitch Trubisky could have played that game. I don't know why some of the announcers and analysts, it's probably because they don't pay attention to the Bears. But you're going to get the same thing, okay? We talked about this earlier, right? We said you're removing everything from the offense and switching pieces around. The one consistent is you, Matt Nagy. And we have said that here, and I'm so glad someone who has a bigger voice than us is finally... I don't care about the credit. I care about getting it out there. And he said it perfectly. I couldn't have said it better. I I just I'm so frustrated because I'm hearing also talks of well he went five he five and one you know he's gonna save his job. So that doesn't make sense to me. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I, I, I don't even understand that. I mean, everyone knew f- we were a five-in-one paper tiger. Everyone knew it. No, no, no. But people are saying that he saved his job because he went five-in-one. Well, we co- I, I went down the—when you were gone, I went down through the list. I said, here comes here comes a row of losses. We are on death row for losses okay. right now. When, when you're, when you're five-in-one against teams that have, like— <laughs> losing records what great accomplishment is that well we're about to lose one and we'll talk about it at the end of the podcast like we always do with minnesota i mean dalvin cook's back and again sorry save that for later the matt nagy thing we we need to we need to address this more we we thought Foles was the answer uh we we thought and then they put the numbers side by side Well, let's address these numbers side by side, why they're so good with him and Trubisky. With Foles against Trubisky, everyone's saying, oh, Trubisky's better. Trubisky has better numbers. A, Trubisky played... Okay, and I love the 3-0 stat that they give Trubisky. He can't be 3-0 if he left the game with Atlanta without the lead. He should be 2-0. Nick Foles won that game, okay? Flat, period, done, end of discussion. The reason the numbers are so different... Is because they're both two separate quarterbacks with two separate identities. And right now, I agree, you might want to put Mitch in, and not because Mitch is a better player, but because Nick Foles is going to die with that mash of an offensive line. Yeah, let's, let's face it. Our offensive line was average at best without any injuries. We are far below average, and... The problem is, you and I know, Foles knows this, Nagy knows this, Foles can't run. He is a pocket quarterback, right? He's not going to be a guy who you're going to have scramble out to the left or to the right. He's not fast enough. He's not 
quick enough. He's not going to do it. So I have an analogy. When you watch the Premier League soccer, I know I might lose some people with this one, but bear with me. In soccer, you'll see a lot of times really high up teams at high levels pass on really good players because those really good players don't fit their system. What we are doing in Chicago is we are actually taking players that we know don't fit the system, and we're trying to make them fit. We did it with Trubisky, who I just don't think is a very good player. I just want to get that on the record right now. But a quarterback who is capable of winning a Super Bowl, he is at least capable of winning games against bad teams every now and then. Now he's going to drop the ball every now and then. I get it. He's Nick Foles. We never thought he was the answer. The most disheartening factor in all this is that the defense is so good, they're going to keep us in limbo. And and it, and it sucks because we have all these factors, and Nagy just won't give up play calling. He will not adapt. You know, we pass more on first down than anyone else in the league, and we run more on second and third down than anyone else in the league, and those stats are inflated on first down and stuff, especially on first down because we're behind most of the time. Oh, yeah. Listen, if you look at the Tennessee stats, it stats lie. Big time. Big there's, time. So, you know, once again, I'm going to quote, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. And look at the stats. We had 22 first downs. They had 11 in the Tennessee game. You think you win. Our time possession, seven more minutes of time possession. You would think maybe you might win. We had more yardage. You might think we would win. Nothing about those stats, looking at them, would tell you that we stunk it up until the fourth quarter. And the only reason we got points in the fourth quarter is we were kind of in garbage time. Well, we now officially have, what, nine points? Nine points in third quarters this whole season. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. I mean... I, I mean, you want to almost sit there in silence and Is it nine or is that. it only... I, th I think I got that backwards. I think it's... Shit. And guys, I'm, I apologize. There's so many stats going around. I think we have three points in nine third, nine third quarters. That makes sense? No. It Reword that. We had, we have three points in total, out of nine third three quarters. Yeah, like there's been nine three quarters this whole season. We only have three points out of that. Yeah, I don't know how to word that to where. No, it I, I I know what you're I know what you're saying. To so there's it, been nine three quarters and all season, and we've only had three points in all nine of those. Yes. Boom. Nailed it. There it you just go. took me a while. We don't that's have a, show prep. That's all right. That's all right. Hey, you know what? We got it out there. So This is why we need people really, like Dan Orlowski back. In there the we sun. go. What we have here... That's a joke, by the way. So is his play. <laughs> yeah. What, what we have... I don't ever want an ex-lion talking for us, but he did make a good point, so I'm going to throw that out there. Hey, I, Sorry, I'll stop cutting you off. Again, I was so used to being alone. It was scary. I know. I'm, I really am here now, though. So what I was trying to say, Ty, was... This is to the point now 
where as a Bears fan, I'm saying to myself, I don't, I don't, okay, this is sacrilegious. I'm not sure I want us to win any more games. Oh, so now you're on my side when I, I said I, to throw the season I am, earlier. I am there. Because if we win more games, that means the potential but, of Nagy and Pace and everything that disagree. is bad. Disagree. Really? You think... you Okay, so we end up with a winning record this year. You think they're going to do change, make changes? Yeah, you can't start... You can't, you can't start like this. You can't be this team and be this transparent. You said it yourself. Everyone can see through us. There's no way. What more do you need to see from the experiment? What more? There is no more. What in, what in the Bears management tells you that they're going to change their clothing because look change at who Phil, they are because, and make this ch- change? Because look at Phil Emery. He was doing good. He got a short-ass leash. He hired Trussman. Trussman gone. Boom. Nagy has worse numbers than Trussman. So what? What I I am very confused when people say this. I don't see it happening. I see them gone very, very soon rather than later. We are not making the playoffs at this rate. Okay? Coming up, we go uh, Vikings by Packers. Lost, loss, in my opinion. Okay, so what did two more losses do to us? We're now five and six after starting five and one. Regardless, if you went out after that, it's still not good enough. You can't be brought in to be an offensive coordinator or an offensive guru. I don't know, gurus may be strong, but someone to reamp the offense and you're 29th and last in everything in the league, okay? But who brought you in? Ah, the man up top, Mr. Pace. It, 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 you know, it, it, it's all connected. You can't be that blind to these facts. I, I sincerely hope you're right, but I could see a scenario, son, in which they went out strong at the end of the year, and at the end of the year, you hear management, or you see management saying, you know what? They found the secret. I gave they you. They an- found the secret at the end of the year. They finished strong, and you know what? We're gonna let that end of the year strong finish come over. What's to the, a strong finish? No bullshit. What's a strong finish? You went out. <coughs> you so so. Let's say let's say we get lucky, and and I don't think we're beating the Packers. No, twice, no. But hold on, hold but on, let- hold on, hold on. I'm sorry to cut you off. I was coughing there. You guys probably heard it. Thank you for trying to save me. It was way too loud. I'm just going to... We're not that professional. I'm throwing that out the window right now. I gave you an example of why... That wasn't a COVID cough, was it? No. I gave you... I gave you an example of why I think that they'll get rid of them. What makes you think they'll keep them? Even if we went out, which there's... Which you know damn well is not going to happen. No, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I do not think it happens. I'm just saying my worst fear is that somehow we end the season strong. What strong? Okay, St- let, so me strong. It, let me break let me, it. Let me break it. No, let me break it down for you. Do we get, do we get in the playoffs? 
Oh, man, that's a tough one. I don't think we can right now. So that's not a strong finish. You can't start 5-1 and one and not get in the playoffs. Yeah, good point. Good point. I was thinking, okay, we finished strong in terms of wins. We don't make the playoffs. We haven't but won- I, see where you're, I see where you're going with it. I see where you're going with it. Haven't won a playoff game since 09. 09. Okay, we, we just got back to the playoffs, you know, a couple years ago. I, I think I think I'm just so sick of having a great defense and such a poor offense that I just want change, man. I just want some kind of change. You know, you to know occur. that you know that old expression, it's a gift and a curse. That's our defense. It's a phenomenal gift, but it's a curse because it's stopping us from moving up in the draft and getting someone. That and is I, very, very true, Tyler. I never really thought of that, but Man, that is so on target. Because they're not just... They they have the ability to not only just win you games or win you a game, they can win you games, plural, okay? And here's the thing, too. With all this being said, I want to punch people in the face where they say, oh, they just need a game manager. No. Defense does not... the, The person who coined defense wins championships is full of shit. Defense does not win championships. Listen, the NFL is geared for offense. But even all ba- the rules are geared for offense. But look at 1985. Look at Chicago in 1985. Only one with those teams won Super Bowl. Now I know McMahon got injured and I know we're throwing it way back, but my point is, you know, what if McMahon was a superstar? He gets injured. Listen, they, but he gets injured, right? They still have a chance. Listen, so our, you're telling me if the Chiefs lose Mahomes, then hey, you know they still have a chance next year. Hey, listen, defense doesn't carry I over. I watched every single game in that of those 1985 Bears, and it wasn't our passing game that made our offense. It was Walter Payton in our run game that made our offense. But what I'm saying is, and what you're, what I'm trying to, uh, what I'm trying to convey is, you need the quarterback piece. You don't need anything else. You take that and you build around it because our defense isn't going to keep carrying over year from year to year. You know, it seems like it always does in Chicago, but we have had our rough patches. Mel Tucker has been one of those rough patches with Mark Trussman. Now, what I'm trying to say is, you telling me right now Patrick Mahomes goes down, the Chiefs are like, oh... There goes that team. That was their best chance. No, because he'll be back. All right. Whereas the defense, it's going to deteriorate over time. Let me ask you this, because you brought up a real good thing. Right now, we put Patrick Mahomes behind our offensive line. What can Patrick Mahomes do? Oh, I, I want to say not much, but it's not seriously with him. Okay. I mean, maybe, Pat, guy, I've maybe never, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but you know, what, you know where I'm going. I do. How, how many people... Seriously, behind by, this offensive line fault could that? make something happen. Who's fa- whose fault is that? Uh, whose fucking fault is see. that? Could it be... Pace? You know. You know exactly whose fault it is. Everyone knows. And the problem is, we go and try to bolster with Robert Quinn coming off a PED ex- suspension. I said it here. You don't sign those people because those people are losing it. And they're going to take that suspension to get that one big paycheck. Guess what, Mike Ryan Pace? Robert Quinn went fishing, 
and he hooked a big one, and it was you, dumbass. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. We're gonna get out the bear's crystal ball. Okay, these guys can't see that I actually have a real crystal ball in my hands at this time, and we're gonna look ahead. And pace is gone. Nagy is gone. It is now the day of the draft in April. So, what do we do with a first-round pick? Because we will get a first-round pick. I'm not going to say it's a top pick. You you grab a quarterback? Because you're, you need a lot of offensive help right now. Well, let's talk about that later because unless you want to talk about it now. No, we can, we can, I want to get no, to you know, it though. You know, you know what? We, we've, I think we've covered everything else. Let's yeah. address this now. Look, I've been watching a lot of Ohio State. I, I think I'll say it. Uh, I had a co worker say it and I didn't believe it at the time. He said it over a year ago. I think Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence. Really? Uh huh. He's 6'3. That kid can play. They, they, I like when they go, well, height might be an issue. He's 6'3". He's a giant compared to Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. Drew Brees. Throw that bullshit out the window. The kid actually, now they haven't played too many good teams. I will give them that, you know. Ohio State, you know, they start off with Illinois. They recently just played Rutgers. There was a stat that flashed in the game that he had more touchdowns than he had incompletions so far in the season. He can throw the ball really, really well. He has a big arm. He's mobile. That's where you go. Now, how you get there, in my opinion, you you, you got to act swift, okay? There is a silver lining, guys, in all this. And, it, and it's going to take a while, but there's a silver lining, as in when we clean house, you're gonna, you might see a lot of the players you like go. They're not going to stick around. Our cap room is a disaster. Ryan Pace doesn't. You should look into that. I'm not going to break down numbers and bore people. It's not good. He he gives away guaranteed money like it's candy without assessing players. I mean, Kyle Long took money from us. And I get it, though. I'm not blaming Kyle Long. I'm not trying to act like I'm pro-management. Good for Kyle. Get your money. Go. If, if Ryan Pace wants to be a dumbass, do it. But what I'm trying to say in this rant is... Get ready for some of the players that you like and respect to move on because A, we have to clear up cap room, and, and B, we might have to make a move. You might have to make that blockbuster trade to stink for so, a couple years. So this is exactly where I wanted to go. So we pick up a quarterback first round. Let's say we even get your guy, okay? Let's take a look at, do they mess with anything on the defensive side? To, to get that space? Not at first. I think when you build a quarterback, and I've said this before, big proponent of the trenches. I think you protect him. Yeah. You, you, That's, you you're don't, going, you, where, you, you you're don't going go, where I want to go, buddy, because... You don't go hogposh. Well, you, you might give him just borderline decent... You don't... It, look at Joe Burrow, okay? You, you're not going to go to a team with excellent people around you, but you need an offensive line in place. Also, I wouldn't start my quarterback if I didn't have a good offensive line. There you go. So, who do we have on the offensive line worth keeping? And I bet you can think of one guy right now. Cody Whitehair is the only one that comes to there mind. There you go. He's the only one worth keeping. So, Leno isn't. So, yeah, Leno. You could you could tell why Seattle gave up 
is it Idafi? I'm sorry, I, I'm mispronouncing his name. You can tell why Seattle ga- gave up on him. I mean, it, it's a just an absolute joke. So you you start with white hair at center, right? So where do you you need everything on that line? Right? You, I, think, need... I, I think you can go and get by with some makeshift guards here and there. I think the tackles are going to be your real, you know, your, your real. But like I said, again, you're going to have to start over. You're going to have to trade away a lot if you want to move up, depending where we go. So where's, where is that trading happening? Where, where, where are you right trading after away the a lot? season? You're going to see okay. it. If, it so, if I were the GM, I would trade to move up. Okay. So, and, well, and you, also, also like, I'm just saying this as a fan, I would like Justin Fields or, or Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is clearly out of the picture. Justin Fields is probably going to go to or, or wherever. And I, and I understand that, but like, I'm also not going to trade the entire house to move up to get someone. But I would trade a significant amount to move up. Right. We we don't. Want- I'd have to assess the. I mean, we can have this talk at the end of the year when we assess the situation. Well, we can. And and I don't. I don't mean to get premature, but this is no, what every single Bears fan is out there thinking of. You. There is not one person who is watching this team that has hope right now. None. You're, you you, you don't you have do, hope. You're delusional. Yeah, you you do not have hope that this is a team that turns it around. It is absolutely painful to watch these games right now. Our leading rusher that game was Barcarius. Or I'm saying that wrong. Was Mingo off a fake punt? Yeah, he was our leading rusher. Um, Ryan Nall got into the end zone. I like Nall. I, I'm not going to jump the gun and say he's better than Montgomery. I'm not going to do that yet. But again, the, the the highs and lows of David Montgomery, I, I was high on him last week. I'm low on him again this week. I, I, I'm trying to keep an open mind to this kid. I really am trying because I know a lot of Bears fans, and I know a lot of you out there listening, I know you like him. I am having the hardest time to convince myself that he's worth a damn. Well, I I am too because, okay, I like backs like Mostert that hit the hole and what? run north and I south. Got, I got a question for you. Where does he fit in? Is he a shotgun? Is I, he uh, is he more of having the quarterback under the center? I don't get I, him. I I'm really trying to figure out if part of his running style is due to our terrible offensive line. But even when our offensive line was better. I mean, he's got all these jukes and, you know, moving this way and that way, but he's not doing anything. He's not going anywhere. I I just want to say to him, put your foot in the ground, hit the gap and go. But, but there's, there's like, he's got to do this little dance first. So I'm asking myself, okay, maybe, maybe you're not giving him enough credit for how bad this offensive line is. And maybe all that juking around is because he, there is no hole for him to go into. That could be a real possibility. And, and I've been rough on him too. But, you know, you begin to look at where you have to rebuild this team. You need a quarterback. You need at least a couple tackles. You're going to have to get some help 
from some trades with other teams to maybe even get a guard or two with some backups. But before we talk about how many bathrooms we're putting in in this house, I mean, the the clear thing is we have to get the foundation, which is the quarterback. That's numero uno and build around that. And I don't think we have the capacity to do so. Um, I also think at the end of the season, dude, I think you're going to see it. This is my opinion. Emery didn't get this long. It was kind of almost like, whoa, he's out already. And that was Ted Thompson that fired him. The same Ted Thompson in here right now. He has to be looking at this like this is all Ryan Pace is doing. The fact that, and I have a question for you. Did we kind of jump the, did we kind of, go in a little too hard on John Fox because it was kind of weird. That year after he left, Nagy wins coach of the year, and Nagy's only got worse since. Well, the answer to that one is it's an, it's impossible to go too hard on John Fox. John Fox, one of the worst coaches I've ever seen in my entire life. I disagree in one aspect. Offensively, agree with you. Defensively, he knew how to get it together. The main thing, and I think you're going to agree with me because I can see it in your eyes. You're like, where the hell is he going with this? You you read my eyes correctly. He can keep a locker room. I think Nagy has lost this locker room completely. I I do agree with you on that. I, I do agree that Fox could keep a locker room. Here's the thing about There's a lot of yelling going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, when you when you have comments like what was going on with uh, Greasy and Nick Foles going on, you know there's more behind that. That's the tip of the iceberg. They're, Just like most icebergs, there's a lot underneath the water. And they're doing the proper thing. They're trying to keep it in-house well, sure and are. away from the media, but, the, but all is not fine. No. You, you, listen, you can't have a team that is going out there and saving your ass like the defense and an offense that goes out there and goes three and out all the time without that causing some conflict. It's it's impossible because sooner or later, human nature is going to be the guys on defense are going to be looking at the guys on offense and going, hey, I know we're professional, but come on, man. How about a little help here? I think it's already starting. I think it's starting to trickle over bad, and I think you're going to see it more and more and more. Um, we talked about the schedule a little bit. Let you want to break it down just sure. a little more, and then we can get into the whole game with the Vikings. Um, man, it's just a wild week. Huh? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think he's completely lost the locker room. He does this thing too, where he says everything's fine and like. He is forcing players to play the way he wants to play. We'll adapt. Yeah. Well, there, there. I just want to say for the record, there's two sayings this year in NFL football that that have been way overused. One is "Let Russ cook." I, I, I'm sorry, but oh, he cooked I, a lot in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I, and it I'm wasn't just, good. I, I'm just that's just so overused. The other saying is Matt Nagy's saying, "We just didn't get into a rhythm." Well, how about that? What the hell? No, how about that one? And you know what my favorite one is? Well, we're still trying to figure out who we are. You fucking kidding me? 
How long has well, this been look, going on? You want to you figure out who you are? Look in the mirror. He's he's like that guy who's always late to work, and the boss is like, what's your problem? I'm just having a hard time getting up. Bullshit. Figure it out, man. No one's buying that. Yeah. Dog ain't my homework. Oh, good one, bud. Come on, Nagy. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Of, I'm done with him. Yeah. I am completely done with him. All right. All right. Let's... Before... It- before okay. I want to bring something up before we get into, and we were stalling a little bit there while I brought up the schedule. Before we get into that, I have a very, very, very interesting dilemma. Now, it has nothing to do with the Chicago Bears, but I think it'd be a fun scenario to play. What if we were this fan base? Because I find it very intriguing, and it does tie into the Bears a little bit. So let's go with this. All right. The I don't Houston. have to be a Green Bay Packer to do this. No, game, no, no, right? no, no. Okay. We're gonna go the o- we're gonna go the other side. We're All gonna right. go a lot farther down south to right. Miami, Florida, uh, in the AFC. Miami has Houston's first overall pick, and Houston is sucking really bad. Now Tua is in right now, and Tua's looking okay, but he's not looking. He's not really. He's just there, right? Looked a lot better game two. He did. He did. But we still don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's fair it's, enough. It's early. Do you think we'll get the full sample by the end of the year? Because they might be going to the playoffs too. Yeah. I, I actually do think by the end of the year, I, I think by by game four or five, you're going to kind of know if two is the real deal or not. See, I kind of disagree. I, I It's really hard to tell. Well, I still don't know if Lamar Jackson's the real deal or not. I know people are going to think that's asinine, but he's not winning in the big games. And he seems to be really struggling. And and another thing is, statistically, and I know as we said earlier, statistics lie, he is having a hard time when opponents have the lead. Yeah, well, that's true. I, I think here's the thing you have to do. With quarterbacks, you have to have a short horizon, and then you have to have a broader horizon. And, and what I don't like about the NFL is when – they take a quarterback and he's played three games and all of a sudden he's in the Hall of Fame, okay? Because there's not a broad enough horizon. There's not enough volume of games to really judge him. I think with a quarterback like Tua, by game four or five, you're going to see enough patterns. That Here's what I like about Tua. Tua gets the ball out fast. He's a quick decision maker. What do we know? about good quarterbacks over time, what are the two things they can do? They can get the ball out fast, and they're quick decision makers. Okay, now you're kind of running with this a little deeper than I thought, and I appreciate the enthusiasm, but people are probably wondering, what does this have to do with the Chicago Bears? My next question is to you. The reason I brought up Houston's first-round draft pick is this. They have a chance to maybe get Lawrence or Trevor or Trevor Lawrence or Justin Folds. Do they? That's Mm. my question to you. Do they? Even if they still have Tua, and even if they still believe Tua's the guy. I don't know why they go there. If they've seen enough of Tua, why do you you burn a, a, a pick like that? I don't think you burn it. I think you do it. Why doesn't no one do this? It doesn't make sense. It's your most important position. 
and you have the ability to have your cake and eat it too, possibly. What if Tua doesn't do good? What if Tua gets hurt? You still have this prospect over here who can be traded away or he can pan out and be better than Tua. We see it all the time with first-round draft picks. First-round draft picks aren't as valuable as we make them out to be. Mitchell Trubisky was a first-round, second-round, first-round, second pick in the draft. He is a gigantic bust. My thing is, if this was the Bears, I would be screaming yes. Because you'll have a younger guy, you have a backup. What if... Because year two, and I'll let you get in here. I'm sorry, Dan. Year two, that's when there's film. That's when people can start figuring it out. What are you going to lose? Because you're, you're the Dolphins. They, Dad, they still have a first-round pick. I, I, I get it. Let me, let me share another side of that, okay? I think your point has validity up, up to this, and that is... Let's say you you have Tua, you draft another guy, but Tua is so good that year that you don't get to see that other guy play. Ask yourself, how many quarterbacks have we seen that are great in college, they get to the NFL, and the NFL is just way too big for them? So the only way you know that the NFL is not too big for you is if you give that quarterback a chance to play. If he never plays, all you have sitting there is potential. That's all you have. And potential from college to the NFL doesn't mean a whole lot. So you're everyone saying, has potential. So wait, you're saying if the quarterback never gets into play? Yeah. I'm no, saying that no, 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 I'm no. saying if the quarterback never gets into play, all you have is is his college resume. No, by then No, here's where we disagree again. By then you have an asset. And you have a value. How do you have an asset? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? No yeah. one's seen him play. Highly recruited. He's there. They're, they're going to take the bite. Someone is going to take the bite. Take the bait. Someone will take that bait. They haven't seen him play. Show him off in a couple preseason games. Maybe games are getting blown out. Or maybe you know he's not that good and you just keep him on the bench. But you tell everyone he's really good. People are going to take that every single time because, listen, one ego. If people are going to sit there, Dad, and they're going to say, look, man, we had Justin way up in the draft. We haven't seen him play yet. This is a good guy. Let's take a shot on him. You're going to get value. You're going to get a first round back for him, guaranteed. And if you don't, you chill for a little bit. But what if Tua starts to struggle? And then what if Justin comes in? And, and he starts tearing it up. You have a backup well, plan. You don't see it enough in the NFL. Okay, let's let's back up because we've got a great example this year of the Los Angeles Chargers quarterback who everybody at the beginning of, year, of the year with Herbert was talking about how bad he was. I mean, no, every, every single... I think I only know of two or three people that weren't talking Herbert down. I mean, literally, actively saying they don't have a quarterback, Herbert's not the guy, they're going to have to to start the year with an old veteran, and he doesn't really throw the ball, and we had all these issues going on. Herbert gets in, and he has 
lit up the NFL. But if Herbert had stayed on the bench all year long, do you think he would have the value he has now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. I I don't buy that for a minute. I don't think he has much value now. I think it's I I know the face you I know you I know that I know the face you're making, but every single person has come up to me and I've heard this argument and I've shouted across I have shouted across my radio for America to hear me. Well guess what? Now I have my own platform. So listen to this shit. Everyone goes, who, 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 Justin Herbert, who's the last person you've seen with that such big of an arm and who played like this and who, who went so far and didn't make it? And everyone's like, oh, gee golly, I don't know. Well, I do. His name's RG3. Let's not forget how good RG3 was and let's not forget where RG3 is now. You stack the deck, in my opinion. You have nothing to lose. The quarterback position has become so valuable and such a big asset. You have to stack the deck. I like what the Packers did. I know. I know. The vomit's coming. What I liked what the Eagles did. You're seeing people pick up those picks. Here's my thing with this pick, Dad. What the Dolphins have I would love for the Bears. I dream of this scenario. You got to look at it like this, Dad. That Houston pick, that golden egg, that's not your egg, but it is. You still have another pick in the first round. It's not like you just have one single pick. I get it to a degree, but the guys... made you speechless there. You almost did. That was pretty good to, to get me speechless. The that golden would, egg got gotcha. you. Would, that would be an accomplishment. So, son, I want you to know this. They're not comparing Herbert to RG3. He's actually, his comparables. That's the listen, his comparables are actually to Mahomes. No, but you didn't to hear. No, 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 no. You misconstructed my criticism. You did not hear it right. They said, Name a guy who had this big of an arm that had this much success early and ended up being a bust. And everyone says, oh, gee, I don't know. I have no idea. And I said, I'm yelling, RG3. He took the Washington football team, formerly the racial slurs, to the the playoffs. And then he just completely, do you even know what team he's on now? I have no idea. He's on the Ravens. Exactly. That's my point. So we can't sit here and drink the Kool-Aid that quick. It gets harder. And by the way, Justin Herbert's still losing games. Not his fault. Just throwing that out there. Just trying to, you know, buffer my side. You, You are correct. It is not his fault. But why not? Why not? So if you're still hungry... And they say, hey, we have one steak left. You're like, nah, I've already had one, but you're still hungry? You're not going to go get that other steak. You're just going to leave it there, and you're like, you know what? Let someone else have it. And then that, that uh, someone else has it, and they go, that's the best steak I've ever had in my life. That's where you are right now with this quarterback scenario. You're sitting here, yes, Tua could be doing good, but but, and only but, only if, you have that chance. You see what I'm saying, though? That is not your draft pick. So It so, is, but it isn't. So it's let's, Houston's. Let's tie this back to our beloved Bears. So 
Are you saying that our first and second picks maybe should be a quarterback? No, I'm not. You're not. You're missing the point completely. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be rude. They what they have is the golden egg. Look how long. Who's they? Dolphins. Look how long we have struggled finding a quarterback. We drafted Mitch. First off, we get Mike Glennon. Then we draft Mitch. What are we doing? That makes no sense. Mike Glennon's so bad that the Jacksonville Jaguars, they didn't even want to start him. They literally, their their head coach came out and said, uh, we know who Mike is and we're not willing to start him. They started the other guy. What I'm trying to say is, why not keep stacking the quarterback position until you know for sure that you have a quarterback? The Chiefs do not have to do that. I don't believe the Texans have to do that. I don't believe the Seahawks have to do that. But you still have, the Dolphins will have, I think they have three first-round picks and if Houston keeps going down this trajectory, they could be so high up there. Why not get yeah. another quarterback? Now, now, you know what? You're actually kind of convincing me to to your point a bit, and I'll tell you why. And a good example of it is a guy named Ben. Ben came back this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers are eight. No, when Ben was out and they had no backup. Great defensive team, right? Exactly. But here's the thing, too. You got to think, Dad. They're not really wasting that pick. If the Bears were in this position, I would be screaming because we cannot find a quarterback. I think if I'm in an organization like the Bears and I'm coming in to be the GM, my whole goal, my mission, let's find this quarterback. And I don't care if I have to keep wasting draft picks. I don't care until I get him. Now, I'm not going to trade a bunch away. Maybe I find a gem in the late round, but just because I so-called have my guy, quotation marks, doesn't mean I'm not going to stop drafting quarterbacks. And that's what Ryan Pace said he was going to do, and he didn't do it. No, that's a good point. So basically, you're doing the old dart throw. I may not hit with the first dart. I'm doing. I may not hit with the second. No, I'm not doing a dart throw. I'm doing an educated guess. I have scout teams. I have my teams ready to go. I'm not just throwing names, throwing darts at names. I'm not. Especially if I have, if I have one draft pick that's not mine, but it is mine, and that's what I'm keep trying to alliterate here. Houston is that golden egg. How many times does a draft pick, a number one, a first round draft pick, go to bust? We've had a few. Okay, uh, Shane McCollin, bust. You know, like Kevin White, bust. Why not have your bust be a quarterback if you can't find that position because no other position matters? Well, I tell you what, you're convincing me because we have had at least. 30 years of very poor quarterback play. It's always a joke, right? Right. I mean, and it has the I mean, lines through and, it. And, I mean, come on. Even the announcers will put up all the pictures of the Bears quarterbacks over the last three decades, and it fills the entire screen up, right? And every year, Bears fans look at that and go, we can't get a quarterback. Every year, we pick one. We are so unlucky. We never get the right guy. 
We always pick the guy. I mean, look at some of the quarterbacks we could have had in our history. Yeah, and what I'm saying, too, is sometimes quarterbacks go high and they're bust. So why not make sure you you're, have you're that actually, guy? You're actually bringing me to your side now. Did You've Josh made your did, case. When they traded Josh Rosen, did they get a first-round pick? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. If they haven't seen enough of the guy play, and people still have Justin Fields high on the their, the board, they're going to take a risk on him whether he plays or not. Plus, you have the benefit of watching him daily in practice. Because this is the, the thing with Tua is the same thing that happened with Mahomes. Andy Reid said, look, I love you, Alex, but whatever this kid is, we got to roll with. Boom. Super Bowl, right? Right. So... Why not have both things? Why not have... That's my whole thing. I want to stack the quarterback. Why do we keep putting all our eggs into one basket? Especially, especially if you are in such a privileged position as the Miami Dolphins that have multiple first-rounders. And if one guy can just fall to you and be that nice little Easter egg, take it and then add to him. And guess what? If he doesn't work out, gone. And you're telling me right now, even if Tua is not playing good, that they couldn't trade Tua? Oh, they could trade him now. No, but I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's say they they go, wow, this Justin guy, or wow, this uh, Trevor Lawrence is way better. Boom! You're getting assets, and now you have your guy. Okay, another scenario for you. They both don't work out. Trade them both. You're going to get a first-round pick for one of them. You're going to continue to build. Some, there are suckers. There are so many suckers in the NFL that are GMs. I mean, look at Bill O'Brien. He was a walking, talking jackass of the league for a long time. I mean, he might be a great guy, but he should never have the power in the, the world to be a GM. And that's what I'm trying to convey. Like, find your peace. Find that perfect house. Find that thing. Keep shopping. Keep looking around. Tyler, can I hire you as our GM? <laughs> I appreciate it. Let's wrap this right. podcast up. With, let's talk about our... Uh, I just thought that'd be fun. A little fun yeah. scenario. Yeah. A little fun throwing around. You know, with how depressing things have been, let's try to live vicariously through a fantasy scenario. So It took me out of my pain for a while. Thank you. <laughs> well... Time for the pain to set back in. We go Monday night. We're home against uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins has a history of struggling in primetime games, has a history of struggling against bad Chicago Bears teams. The Vikings are are favored by two and a half against Chicago at home. The uh, total is only 41 and a half. I believe that. Um, Once again... Um, I know you're going to say it's obvious that, you know, they're going to be watching for Dalvin Cook to run the ball because it's a Mike Zimmer team. What does Mike Zimmer love to do? Mike Zimmer loves to run the ball. Um, You would think that we're going to see a lot of Dalvin Cook in this one. Um, And you got to kind of wonder if we do. Um, Your philosophy might be, well, they think Dalvin Cook's running and they're just going to stack the box and they're going to force Cousins to throw which Cousins has been terrible in primetime games throwing the ball. 
I think he's got one of the worst quarterback ratings in primetime football in the NFL. If I, I, I can check on that, but I'm pretty sure he, he ranks right up there with some of the worst. Yeah. And he does. Um, I, I don't know if anyone's a gambler out there and does any gambling and you, you might not need to know gambling in terms for the uh, stat that I'm about to throw out there, but um, let me find it real quick. Um, that's to you alex trebek that's for you buddy man r.i.p buddy that sucks but anyhow uh look the i forget the numbers but basically like conference games that have been on monday night football are like the in in favor of the the spread the 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 home team always covers so we're an underdog, meaning we're either going to lose by one point or, or two points, <laughs> or we're going to win. I don't know. I think Derrick Henry's a d- different runner than Dalvin Cook. Very different. Um, we're going to have our hands full. If we can stop him and make Cousins throw, who knows? I don't know. Mike Zimmer seems to be that kind of head coach, though, that they'll rally around, even though the chips are down. He really does have that persona. It does scare me. I think this game's close. I think it's really close. I think we lose by a field goal. I could easily see that. So here's the big question. What? You got Montgomery going into this game, and he's got a concussion right now. So not really sure what your running game looks like with... Well, according to Matt Nagy, it looks like Cordero Patterson jet sweep. Yeah. That's all he that's, seems to want to well, run. Well, that's been so freaking successful this year. I don't know why we wouldn't want to do more of that to get in a rhythm. So I I just don't know. Who, who's showing up in our offense? I mean... Nick Foles, when he throws it to Robinson, Robinson will catch it if he throws it high enough. But we're not even doing that anymore. And we don't have a good enough front line to get the ball down to Mooney on a big play. So what what does that mean? We're going to be running lots of slants, right? Because our offensive line cannot block anyone. And you're going to be throwing a lot of short balls. Does that sound like a... Uh, recipe for success? No, um, it does not. Do you disagree with that? I don't. I can't disagree with anything you're saying there. Uh, I don't know. I see a very low-scoring game. I see a... Uh, if you're not a Bears fan or a Vikings fan, go, just go to yeah. bed early. Don't right. watch don't, this. Don't even, don't even watch it. It's going to be ugly. Actually, I said 41 and a half was uh-huh. the under. Right. It's 44 and a half if I was a gambling guy. Whoa. Yeah, if I was a gambling guy, I think I'd still hit the under, take a chance at it at 44 and a half. And what all that means for people that don't gamble is I'm basically saying that both teams combined will score less than 44 points. Yeah. 44 and a half, meaning they won't go over 44. Probably pretty safe there. That's how bad these offenses are. Uh, Vikings are more of an oddball. They actually have a team that can kick it into gear. Will they kick it into gear? I don't know. 
But what I do know for a fact is that we cannot kick it into gear. Matt Nagy has not a creative bone in his body. I am convinced that he is not even watching film. He's just kind of saying, hey, we'll dictate the pace. We'll dictate. We'll do what they do. And the lack of points in the second half just shows you how bad this man is at coaching and just at making adjustments. He cannot make adjustments, and he has lost a lot of swagger. Remember, he was used to be everyone ran and raved the first year about how the, the scripted plays. Oh, he has the first 20 scripted plays, and they work so, so well. If we could just blah, 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 that's all gone. The magic's over. The dust has vanished. It has. It certainly has, Twinkle Toes. The dust is no longer there, and I am predicting... If you watch this game and you're a Bears fan, uh, heavy doses of alcoholic beverages will most likely be required for you to make it through the game. Just well, saying. Well, that sounds good. We'll end it on that note. It was good to have you back this hey, week. Hey, it was good to be back, son. Love being good. with you, man. It was good that Tim's back. We had the ah. whole team with us. Ah, Tim, the magician. I didn't, I didn't have to run the board and try to put it down on the ground while you, trying to talk. You know, it is quite entertaining, though, for me to watch you run that board. One, I, know. I don't know how you do it by yourself, but it's kind of entertaining. And, uh, you know, honestly... Tim really knows what he's doing. No, I know. That's why I don't want to do it. But, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I'm with you, buddy. uh, We'll be back uh, probably doing another podcast on Tuesday. I know things have been crazy with your schedule. That's why this is going to come out. We're recording this on a Tuesday. It's going to come out on a Wednesday. I just did not want to do another show alone because we are in this together. And it just works better with two of us. I'm glad you waited for me, buddy. I really am. Remember, that's all for this week. We'll see you next week. And remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.